Hello everybody, just going to pin my live really, really quickly just to make sure that everybody sees that I'm here. Pin to featured, I'm going to pin to the top, going to um, make sure that it's at the top of our page because sometimes people just can't seem to find it and that makes it very frustrating so let me just move to the right and then get this to the top of the page we have some great questions tonight um and we also have some newbies that are, well one newbie at least that i want to welcome um tin herberts i think you said tin i think that's that's how you say the name um welcome 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 to our family and I was just talking to um, some people about my uh, marathon training group as well that we started for Miami Marathon, which is in January, but we're starting our coaching for that. So if you have any friends that you know that may want to, I've got also got my Unleash the uh, Marathon or Within t-shirt that I got made. We're going to have these as well. So we're doing a marathon group for, their triathletes can do it, but they're mostly for people that want to do a marathon or half marathon in Miami, 29th of January. So we have a little private group going with one-on-one -on -one coaching um, that we just started. So I just finished that call and now asking me about this shirt. And it's so cool. It's Unleash the Marathon or Within. And Brody was one of the Tony Robbins Platinum um, partners. And he took a group from Tony Robbins's group to do a whole marathon. And they all did amazing. So my girls were asking if they, we could get them under five hours. And I said, that's absolutely, absolutely possible. Some ladies want to do under 4.30 and some there's a couple of people that want to do under four. We have men as well. But, um, yeah, please tell me where you're tuning in from and who's on here. Please say hi um, if you're new. Um, I see quite a few people on now. Um, really great to have you. We have some questions that I definitely want to post, but I do have to say we have some amazing results from the weekend. And um, we actually had the world champion, age group world champion, uh, coached by Yvonne van Vlerken, um, from Europe, Team Europe, and uh, she actually won the overall age group. Marlene DeBoer won the overall age group. I think she did nine hours 46 or something um, and was fastest female in the world for the age group. She was fastest in the world for all age groups and all women, um, and I think she was 14th in the pros. So that's pretty incredible. Actually, I need to check that fact because that doesn't sound right. But um, she did pretty amazing. So congratulations to you, Marlene. You were amazing. Uh, we also had um, my athlete, Vanessa Cook, was fifth at um, Long Course World Championships over in Europe. Um, Kimmy Borst, um, a Team Series Tri Club and Series Squad member, did her longest run ever. She did a half marathon in Yosemite and smashed the time she thought she was going to do. And this person was a non-runner, and now she's run a half marathon after one year of being in Series Squad and Team Series Tri Club. Um, Karen Steves smashed her um, longest run in her half marathon a training run um, before Chattanooga next weekend. So you guys, we do have just a couple of weeks to Chattanooga, which is very exciting. Um, and then Trishy Robinson did the Mother's 5K and a couple others did too. I know that um, it says here that a couple of you guys did the 5K of high five. And I didn't know that Megan Newman did the 5K. She didn't tell me about that. So I don't know why I'm only finding out about that now. But looks like a couple of them did um, a virtual 5K. Um, and it was Mary McDonald, Karen Peterson and Megan Newman. That's amazing 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 results now we do have some questions tonight 
Um, hi, Nadine, again, how are you? Um, so Kenya Enriquez, hopefully you get on soon because I do see your question on here. I'm going to read it out and then I hope that you're on here so you can hear the answer. Um, it's a very important question. Some people have asked also about how we do our training programs and what it's based on. Is it based on metrics? Is it based on, yes, it is as well, but we don't focus on that. So we do use our Garmin and we do use our heart rate, but it, we don't look at it because you can't change anything. You can't change how hard you're going by looking at your watch to see your pace or your heart rate. It changes nothing. You have to learn to feel your body and your effort and know what the effort feels like. And some days, four minute K pace, might feel hard and some days it's going to feel easy um, to some people. So it changes all the time, but we do use rate of perceived effort because you're constantly judging yourself. And as you start with our programs, also you'll notice that your heart rate zones become almost obsolete because they you get so much fitter and then your high end aerobic zone becomes higher, your threshold becomes higher, your VO2 gets higher. And so the numbers almost become a little obsolete. They usually become a little bit off by five or 10 beats. So that's another reason we don't really use heart rate, but we we uh, we watch it and we record it and we record how we feel is even more important. Pace um, varies so much depending on terrain, hills, temperature. Um, unless you're running on the treadmill every single day, it's very hard to run at a certain pace because the environment's different. So you could be running five minute mile, or say seven minute mile pace on the treadmill, your heart rate's only 140, then go out on the road and it's 150. So that's what we always say to go by effort, right? Um, and not look too much at your heart rate, but look at it afterwards. So all of our programs are based on rate of perceived effort or exertion. You'll see Ironman race pace, 70.3 race pace, 40K time trial pace, hard, which is like nine out of 10, um, all out, which is all out max, like 10 out of 10, which will be very short efforts. Then we say like um, just under Ironman and just under a 70.3 pace. And that would be the pace that you can hold for a 70.3 or an Ironman if you were to do it today. Now that will change as you get fitter. So as you get fitter, your pace is going to increase because your rate of perceived exertion will be less at the same pace. So that's all fitness. So I'm rambling on now, but that's I really wanted to touch on that because someone asked about how we base our training programs. Um, but hopefully Enrique gets on because he does have a question here. It says tips to use. I haven't read these yet, so I'm just reading them now. Tips to use a snorkel and not get water up the nose. Okay, tip for that is some people wear plugs, but you really shouldn't get water up your nose because you should be breathing out your nose and your mouth when your head's down. The only time um, you would maybe get water in your nose is if you happen to be breathing in your nose with your head down, which you shouldn't be anyway. So it's something up with your breathing pattern there. Um, when you flip turn, you can get water up your nose, but I managed to, most good swimmers can flip turn with a snorkel and you just do a, like a really hard breath out, um, hold your breath and breathe out a little bit, then a hard, F, hard, uh, hard um, expiration as you turn. So the water comes out of your nose and your mouth and that stops the water going in your nose, but you should not get water in your nose with your head down. I feel like you're not breathing properly and you can cheat using a nose plug, but really it just means that you're somehow trying to breathe in when your head's down, um, which means that probably when you're not using a snorkel that you're maybe holding your breath and trying to breathe out and in when your head's turned, but you want to breathe out when your head's down, in when you turn to the side and you shouldn't be gasping. It should be just like regular on land, dry land breathing. It should be just relaxed head down, breathe when you need to. Try to get in a pattern, get your arms to get yourself in a pattern. So I always say every three because it increases your stroke rate. Every one means your stroke rate's slowed down and every breathing every arm means you're only breathing to one side. So bilateral is really good or every um, 
two, four, six, but then you switch the side as you go down. Um, six is too many, sorry, every four, two to four, but then switch sides as you go the other way. So you're practicing left and right, um, both breathing on both sides. Okay, next part, I changed my stroke to straighter arm, plus the band drills and paddles have made me so much big difference to my swim, 10 seconds faster. Yay, per 100, that's huge. Wants to break under two minutes for 100. Totally doable, what should I be paying attention to? Okay, you should be paying attention to when you go hard, you go really, really hard with no tools. If it says just swim, you just swim. Don't cheat, don't use paddles, don't use pull boy. Learn to have streamlined body position and learn to swim, just swim with your body, okay? You have your head down, you have fast stroke rate, you have a good breathing pattern, you have strong deep catch, strong entry, strong pull through and strong exit with an open arm recovery. Finish your stroke off, deep high elbow under the water um, and a deep pull and a flutter kick. Um, all those things you should be focusing on and then making sure that your difference between easy and hard is a massive difference in pace, right? When you're warming up, you shouldn't have to kick too much. Your legs are just balancing. Your legs, really, you shouldn't consciously have to think about kicking. They're just there to balance you. To be honest, you get all the propulsion from your upper body in long distance swimming. You don't get it from your legs. Like if you see the long distance swimmers, they kick it in at the end. Some of the triathletes will kick a little bit. It's not, they're not getting the propulsion from their legs though. And plus you've got to use it for the bike and the run. So you want to be trying to focus on really strong, deep catch and fast stroke rate, eyes down and make the fast, fast, make the hard, hard, make the easy, easy, make sure there's a significant change in pace. I'm loving all the variety of the swim sessions. I'm a beginner. I learned to swim less than three years ago and I'm following the 70.3 boulder training plan. Yay. Awesome, Kenya. Okay, second question we have tonight. I hope that helped, by the way. I don't have a video. I do have the Garmin. Okay, I don't want to see. Look, most coaches do not want to see your freaking Garmin metrics. They want to know how you felt. Probably if you're in the pool, like have a guess of like what most of your times were. Like just use the pool clock. Like you're doing 20, 25, three fast, one easy, or build one to four. What was your easy? What was your fast? Like that. we don't want to know every split. We don't need to know that. If you're doing 2100s hard on a two-minute cycle, we want to know about what you were coming in on for every 100. We don't want to see your freaking Garmin upload. Okay? We just don't want to see that. Well, I don't anyway, and most coaches, I haven't known many that do want to, unless you can get the graph when you're doing, say, power, specific like TT tests, like a VO2 test on the bike, where you want to see specific power numbers, or we want to see what you're pushing in your big gear, or we want to see what you're doing when you're time trialing. Um, or what we want to see what pace you're doing on the treadmill for efforts or out on the road doing efforts, um, not necessarily on, on, yeah, on the run, but um, it all depends on the terrain. And on the bike, we would want to see maybe what your time trial efforts are for power. But that's about the only time we really want to see your metrics. We don't want to see, especially if you're a newbie, we don't want to see every single session that you're hitting, like especially in the pool. Like what time you're hitting, you should not be wearing, also on Rick, you should not be wearing a Garmin in the pool. Um, it's like having a big TV on your wrist. It affects your stroke. It affects your catch. When you enter, your wrist should be straight. It should not bend at all. And as you pull through, your wrist does not bend. It slightly maybe bends as you enter the water. But your whole arm from your elbow to your fingertip does not move. It's one panel. And all the water should be, pu should be pulled from your fingertip to your elbow with a very slight bend in your wrist. Um, don't drop your wrist. Don't drop your elbow. Um, and... Wearing a Garmin, just, it affects everything. And also it's very off and it stops you thinking like a swimmer. And I've done many posts on this and Rini, even with her, said we all know we don't wear garments in the pool. You do not see any good swimmers ever, especially just swimmers wearing a Garmin in the pool. 
because they learn to think like a swimmer. They use the pool clock. You think like a swimmer, you are a swimmer. Okay, you learn to know your times. You learn to count your freaking laps. You should not have to use a Garmin to count that. You should know your time cycles. You don't just swim and then hit your Garmin and just go, oh yeah, I'll just upload that. Like coaches don't want to see that. Honestly, we don't. Well, I definitely don't. And not many top coaches that I know ever want to see that. They want to know what cycle were you on? What time were you coming in on? Um, maybe every now and then what's your heart rate, but really not because it's all about how hard you're going and effort wise. It's all about effort, not necessarily heart rate for, for us anyway, in the way we coach. So I would say, you so said you've been stuck around this pace, easier to do the 25s fast on 30 second intervals. So something is changing. Oh, good. Okay. So you're saying you're improving. That is also great. Okay. We had a question about using fins in the pool. I think it's really dangerous to wear flippers. Um, because it pushes your ankle into a, 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 a um, uh, what's it called? Planner flexion? No. Planner dorsiflexion? Planner flexion. Yeah, planner flexion. And it strains all the ligaments and tendons on the front of your ankle. And it's really not healthy. And I've had a lot of people get injured from using fins. We do not use fins. If you can't kick, it's because you're doing something wrong or you have really poor ankle flexibility. So sit on your ankles and pull your foot up. Sit on your ankles, stretch your perineals, stretch like literally sit on the ground right now and turn your feet over so your, your toes are being stretched and all of your ankles are being stretched. Most runners have terrible flexibility in their ankles, which isn't a bad thing. You don't want flexibility. You don't want mobility in your ankles if you're a runner, but it affects the swim because you can't point your toes. You should all be able to point your toes and flop your foot in the pool. And if your feet are uh, plantar flexed, which is towards you more rather than dorsiflexed, uh, sorry, dorsiflexed towards you rather than plantar flexed down, toe down, that is really going to affect your swimming because you're almost going to be going backwards. If you try to kick your feet up like this or the toes facing to the ceiling, you will go backwards. You will literally go the wrong way. So some people do have trouble kicking. You have to think about pointing your toe. Don't really try to think about kicking from your hips. That's very hard to understand. You want to think about floppy ankles and your big toes touching and just floppy ankles like you're kicking the sock off, right? Like you're kicking the, a sock off. Let's just say you've got the sock at the end of your toe and you're flipping it. You're flipping it. That's exactly how you would do. And I can do some demos on this. Um, that's how you should think about kicking. So your kicking should really be not so conscious of an effort, just floppy ankles um, and just practice on the side of the pool. And if your ankles are stiff, you have to stretch them out. Um, stretch them out so that they have that flexibility. I think that would be something you definitely need to work on. Thankfully, most of our strength under the water comes from the upper body and the, the arms, not the legs, but it does affect you for sure um, if you have poor flexibility and you can't point your toes. So work on that. I remember seeing Ian Thorpe just sitting on his toes. He could bend his foot all the way around that flipper. It's like big flipper. Like he was size 16 shoe or something, and that is a big foot. That's a huge advantage. Um, okay, Joe's asking, how should you approach a hill climb for an Ironman bike? And he's saying lower the cadence or try to maintain it. Okay, that all depends on so many things, Joe, but I love the question. It's relevant. Um, it all depends on the, 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 is the climb like an undulation where it's like 4%, not really up to 8 or 10 where you don't have to get out of the seat. If that's the case, you would just try to stick to the 80 cadence. That's your race cadence. Keep that cadence. Cadence is the key, and you're 100% right. Cadence is always a key. You want to try and keep the same cadence throughout. Don't worry about power. Don't worry about heart rate. Well, you have to sort of focus on effort, though, but, but don't necessarily look at heart rate. But the thing that you can look at all the time is cadence. 
I never forget in Hawaii, the year that Rini won, her cadence, her uh, power meter was showed in Training Peaks and Training Peaks used it as an example and said to Siri, we want to talk to you about how Rini kept her power numbers so even. How did you train her? How did you do this? What were you using? What power numbers? What efforts? What numbers? What metrics? And she said, I didn't. And they're like, what? And she had the best even power numbers throughout the entire race, which means her power stayed maintained the whole time. And you know why? Because she said, I just want you to focus on cadence. Rini didn't even have power on. She focused on cadence. And obviously, if it's a really steep hill, you can't do 80 cadence up a really steep hill. But you keep changing gears, changing gears. Instead of predicting the hill and lowering the gears really quickly and spinning your tits off to you get to the steep part, click your gears and gradually change your gears as you go up and as it gets steeper. Like don't try and like drop to the small rain into the easy gear and then doing like 100 RPM until you flatten out and then to, to get steeper and then finally your cadence keeps up and slows down. You want to gradually change your gears as you go up the incline. And if it is really steep, you may have to drop into a really easy gear, but hopefully you've practiced it beforehand or you get a really good sense. I have a really good vibe and sense of what gear I'll need before I get to a hill and figure out, can I get over this up and over quickly and keep the same cadence with just changing my gears and staying in my big ring? Or does this look like a monster that's so steep? I'm going to have to go small ring, but lower the lower the back gear. So dropping from the big ring easy at the back to like small ring, you're going to spin out real quick and your chain could come off. So you want to move down at the back and then quickly drop into the small ring. You just have to sort of know and get a feel for changing the gears as you go and try to change it as you get up the hill. So as if it's gradual hill, then um, and it's gradually getting steeper, you would go into easier gear, easier gear, easier gear. And then remember, don't cross chain your um, chain. Don't go massive big ring and then higher at the top, like the easiest at the top, because that's going to cause like, you know, a really big stretch. You're better off doing middle of the or towards the top at the back and then dropping down to the, into the small ring so you don't like bust your chain. Um, and just feel for it like that. And then try to stay seated as much as you can. Your heart rate will be lower if you can stay seated rather than, rather than out of your seat sprinting unless that's your goal and you're doing a time trial in a shorter event. But the idea for Ironman and non-drafting and 70.3 is you want to keep your heart rate lower. So if you can stay in your time trial bars as much as possible up climbs and be undulating, then stay in your time trial bars and just focus on cadence. Exactly focus on the 80 cadence as much as you can and use your gears. Use your gears to work with that. So there are some great questions there. Um, I hope that really helped. Um, if there's any more, please post them now. But I see Kenya's on and he's saying thank you um, for my questions, for answering answering my questions. So no worries. Um, you're very, very welcome. Let us know what race you're doing next. So Kenya, I'd, she, not he. Um, I don't know why I thought, I just thought of the country Kenya and thought maybe that was a, but I can see that um, this is an amazing woman that's asking these questions. And I don't know, I've never, I've never heard of the name Kenya other than Kenya the country. So that's pretty freaking amazing. I love your picture there. Um, I'm racing six weeks to Texas. The temperature's already in the 90s and we're living in 60s. How do you get ready? Oh, great question, Kathleen. You have to simulate that your body can totally acclimate at home if you can simulate race conditions. And I made many of the times a mistake going to Hawaii and thinking I can acclimate in a week and just, or just staying in the air conditioning and training in the heat. And your body needs constant acclimation. So, and I learned the hard way. So if you can heat up the room with a heater, do a bike and a run session each week in the temperature that you're going to race in, build up. So you do an hour riding in 90 degrees with a fan and use the fan. People make the mistake of not using a fan on the treadmill and the bike when they're trying to acclimate and use heat, a heated room, 
you have wind and air, you're moving, right? It's so much easier actually being out there racing Hawaii than it is watching because you're moving. You get wind in your face, especially on the bike and in the run too, you're moving. It's easier to move. So don't be silly and not have the fan. You need a fan on your face on the bike and the run. Do it each week. So do maybe an hour at 90 degrees to start with. And with the run, start with say 30 minutes and then build up over the next six weeks so that by say, I would slow back a little bit two weeks out because you don't want to be over exhausted. You're going to have to have more electrolyte, more salt, be really mindful of your temperature. Your heart rate's going to be a little higher. Your effort's going to be um, a little harder at the same numbers. Like if you're looking at numbers, then your effort's just not going to be as high at 90 degrees. But start now and do like two sessions a week. Um, Maybe your easier ones to start with the first week or two and then start to add some of your, you could even do one of your high intensity bikes and one of your high intensity runs um, the next week. And then two weeks out, just back off a little bit and just do the easy aerobic stuff in there, build up like over each week, like start with 90 minutes on the bike or something and 30, 40 minutes running. You could do your high intensity run session, but your numbers are not going to be the same at 90 degrees as they are at 60. They're just going to be lower. You're not going to be able to run as fast. So adapt. And then by the fourth week, you should be able to do so three or four hours. I think it's a 70.3 Texas. You should be able to do three hours on the trainer in 90 degrees with lots of water and electrolyte and a fan. Okay, and a fan. And if you have to do an hour and then have a little, you know, breather with the air coming in the door and then go again, um, practice that for sure. But do use a fan. It is not cheating. So I hope that helps. Um, definitely focus on your nutrition. Um, electrolytes going to be really important in your sweat rate. And I say, don't do every workout in there because you're going to lose a little bit of conditioning, not really necessarily fitness, but a little bit of conditioning because um, you're going to be recovering. It's be so hard to recover from training in a 90 degree room. So that's my tip. Just build up slowly one or two sessions, one run, one bike a week and just build up. Um, Ruben, how do I get leaner in the same time, have enough energy for the trainings? Okay, Ruben, great question, but you're going to get leaner if you do the workouts. And if you're eating the same and doing your workouts, which you're doing more than what you were, you're going to get leaner. Leaner is just light, less body fat, right? Um, so I would say do um, like fuel while you're training. If you're doing the longer, anything above two hours, you want to be fueling properly, right? So say one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight per hour over two hours. But um, five kilos is nothing to lose. Like I would just focus on eating high protein, lower carbs. If you really want to lose that 5K, um, five kilos, like which is nothing. Like just really try not to think about it too much. Don't, definitely don't weigh yourself at all. Like do not weigh yourself for the next several weeks. Give yourself four weeks of not weighing yourself and just focus on high protein. Um, make sure you have your electrolytes and carbs during training. And then you also want to make sure that you're, um, having it afterwards, if it's a longer training day above two or three hours, but higher protein and less sugar. Um, try that. I don't know what your diet's like, but um, it should just drop off you, honestly, if you're just doing the proper workouts and you're not really adjusting your diet too much. But hopefully you're fueling yourself well with um, low GI carbs like um, sweet potato and vegetables. And um, we don't really need as many carbs as people think we do. We can store 90 minutes worth of carbohydrate and then we need to start having carbs. So a lot of us overeat our carbohydrate and we really don't need a lot of it, um, especially the men. Um, you can eat a lot of protein and have your protein shakes, um, lean meat, veggies, um, salads, um, good fats, avocado, good coconut oils, nuts, all of that stuff and it will just drop off you and five kilos is nothing so and remember don't overeat in training either um don't don't think that you have to eat in a two, anything below two hours you don't really don't need to eat during that 
you don't need to eat a lot after that either. But if you start getting to three to four to five hours, that's when you have to be really conscious of eating afterwards and make sure you get your protein and carbs in. So refueling your glycogen stores there. Um, cool. Thanks, guys. I hope that was um, helpful. Some great questions there. Um, let me know if anyone has any more questions. Please. I know we have some a lot of races coming up. It was incredible to watch the weekend, the world champs, and our very own athlete taking out the age group world title, Marlene De Boer, nine hours 46, coached by Von Van Vlerken. That was just unbelievable. Um, amazing win by her. So I was very proud to have her as part of our club, but also people that just went out there and did their 5K and did their um, mini tries and anyone that did anything, um, that achieved anything on the weekend. It was just really, we're really proud when we see all these results coming in, no matter what it is, whether it's a world championship or someone just, I know Kim just ran her first half marathon and she was not a runner after a year she ran a first half marathon so yep all right you guys i don't see any more questions so i'm gonna say goodbye that was awesome um don't forget if you did want to do team serious camp it is july 23rd 24th um you guys are getting about a 75 percent discount compared to what we're bringing in for our corporate groups it's like 250 bucks for two days and we're going to do two runs and a hike and a day at the ranch both days so I think you guys should totally do it. Um, it'd be absolutely worthwhile. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And we are not going to be doing a camp this year. So if you want to do it, you should do it. Um, we're trying to keep it really low cost for you guys in our serious squatters. So get in because we're limiting to 20 people and we already have about seven from uh, just started putting it on uh, social media just a week ago. So get in there. But um, yeah, love you guys. Thank you. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi, Trish, have a great week. Ruben, thank you. I hope that helped. And um, Kathleen, I'm glad that helped you. Let us know. Always just tag us in the post at Rebecca Keto at Siri Lindley um, or email teamseriestriclub at gmail.com. And that's S-I-R-I-U-S, teamseriestriclub at gmail.com. And make sure you guys follow us on social media at Team Serious Tri Club for Facebook, at Siri Lindley for Facebook, um, at Beck Keat for Instagram and at Siri Lindley for Instagram to see all of our other tips. Um, but you also get all of those tips and our awesome discounts on sponsors and our awesome discounts on programs as part of our $37 membership. Have a great day. Oh, don't forget the bonus went through you guys. Uh, hopefully you're opening your emails because you got a free PDF of the 10 key workouts, our 10 favorite workouts. Every month we're giving a free program, whether it's a mobility stability session, it's a core workout, it's a taper plan, it's a program, it's run sessions or swim sessions. We're giving that free every single month up to $99 value each month, even though the membership's only 37. So pretty cool. Um, and we have our visors coming in the next week or two. So they will be available to buy as well for 30 bucks. They're beautiful. So I will let you know about those as well. Yay. Thanks guys. Have a great week. Bye.